Welcome. I welcome you. The ran out of talent. Podcast. We can't thank you enough for checking in, taking it in, listening to the stats. Joey Fitzsimmons is the co-host. You got Joe Jr. running the show. Me, I'm a man just trying to just rip up the freestyles just for you tuning in to Ran Out of Talent. But if you ever run out of talent, don't take no time, don't take Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zare Jr. And with me is my co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going tonight, Joey? Oh, man, it's a beautiful Sunday. Yeah, dude, it's been a nice weekend. I'm happy that the sun's finally out. Good weekend of racing. Freaking A, though, it's... um, I, I wanted to record one. Not last week, but the week prior, I was supposed to do an interview with uh, Tim Smith, but he ghosted me again. I don't know what the heck. Oh, no. Yeah, it is what it is. So we're going to move on, and we're going to have different guests on off weeks. And obviously, you're more than welcome to join in, but I kind of want to do that. And you know, I kind of am halfway thinking about maybe making these interviews and make it into a Patreon show to make a little bit more, to make a little bit more cash for us and all that. So I don't know. I'm, my mind's going a million miles a minute right now. I got to get the video up and working. I I told you last episode that, uh, Beth got me a camera for our anniversary, a really Mm -hmm. expensive camera. It literally didn't even come with a memory card. It was just the camera, and that's it. So I got a memory card. I have to get a special, some kind of special cord that goes from the camera to the computer, and I have to get a tripod. It's not a lot of money. I just got to go do it. And I've been spending every single dime I have towards Fiscale shit. I suppose you're getting ready for Silver State. Yes. Yep. I do. I just spent a hundred and twenty dollars in outdrives. Holy shit! Yep. <laughs> Front, rear, <Wow>. center, <laughs> forty bucks a pair. But to be so is I had four four ish gallons through it, so it was about time for it. Yeah. So with those fifth scales, is it kind of similar to the to the A scales where every Let's say weekend race, you probably should be buying a new driveline. No, it's not that bad. But um, you should be replacing the center diff fluid often. Um, Like I replaced the center diff fluid this time, and it was just black. Um, You should be doing your diffs often. You should be doing your shock oils often. But you don't need to replace the outdrives that often. But you do need to keep an eye on things like the outdrives on the center were hogged out really bad to where it looks like you took a Dremel and made a notch is how bad it is. Okay. Okay. Oh, dude, it's bad here. I'm going to send you a pick right now. It's going to be coming. I had uh, my center outdrives were like that towards the end of the season last year. Yeah. My e-buggy. Yeah. I sent you a pick. The 
pins on the dog bones weren't terrible. I'm keeping the front one as a spare, but the rear one caught a rock or something and got bent, so it was wobbling like fucking crazy. Um, Holy schnoikies. Yeah, that thing's pretty pretty bored out, isn't it? Oh, man, that thing is fucked. Yeah. And I replaced... What's really nice, though, is Avid had a set of bearings for that thing for like $30. So it's no big deal. And they're greased, not oiled. So it's no big deal to replace the bearings. Nice. Yeah. So, and they they feel good. They don't feel cheap. They don't, they feel like they're going to last a little while. So, anyway, um, yeah, we got some results. We got some stuff to talk about. It's been three weeks. I was in Vegas last week. I went to Omaha. Yeah, how'd you do there? Uh, I did pretty well. I uh, surprised myself by... uh, qualifying third overall in both rounds one and two um, of, of a nitro truck yep. uh, behind uh, uh, what's his name? Brandon something. It's his first year running nitro. Okay. As, as well as behind behind Chris Morant. Chris Morant TQ'd. Brandon took second. I took third. Uh, Alan Smith was in there too. Yep. Uh, I think he qualified sixth overall. Yeah. Conrad was fourth or fifth or something like that. Well, that's cool. Dude, Chris Morant has the craziest throttle finger I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I I remember marshalling him in Omaha. And, you know, people get that nitro finger going. It's like, you know, but his, it's like his car was quivering. Instead of just the on-off, his car is going, Whoa, 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 whoa. Literally, it's like, what the? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's crazy to hear his nitro finger. So, yeah, he's definitely got a unique finger. I wonder, it's always kind of made me wonder, like, how much time, wheel time you need to train your finger to be that quick. I think Chris is naturally that talent. I mean, he's he's a talented driver. And he puts in the work. I think you would go significantly faster if that poor guy would get some sleep. Yeah, that was uh, that was one thing that uh, I noticed with him that he was really out of it. Yeah. Well, because he goes, he he doesn't take vacation days for these. He goes, he works at he works at the Ford plant. And then mm-hmm. he gets off work at like, let's say two, three a.m., and he doesn't go to sleep. He just drives to the track. He told me he said he'll work till until you know he'll work his regular five day a week, and then because uh, I pitted right across from him. Yeah. So we got to talking pretty well. Yeah. Um, he said he'll he tends to uh, as long as the track is within five to six hours from him. Then he'll he'll go. I can't do but it. If, I mean, it's cool he can do that, but I would fall asleep behind the wheel. If if uh, if nowhere is racing within five to six hours, he won't go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was Michelle with them? Yep, and Rachel. Yeah, 
So the first time I met Michelle, it was at the Hobbyplex Techno Series, 2015, 2016. Really nice lady, and but she ordered Pizza Hut for her and Chris. Rachel might have been there. I don't quite remember. And the funny thing is they screwed up the order in some way. I'm Michelle called that pizza hut and she just laid it on them. I was laughing my ass off the whole time. So anyway, yeah, you were uh, in Omaha, so I don't have that pulled up. Um, I do. Cool. As we were sitting here talking about it, I pulled it up here. So uh, we'll look at Nitro Truck first as me and a couple other guys were racing. Uh, Alan Smith started sixth on the grid and was dialed the entire race. Mm-hmm. He ended up winning. Nice. Uh, Chris Morant Chris Morant took second, and Logan... Chris Mantis. Chris Mantis? Yep. Logan Chris Mantis is third. one of the, He's one of those hobbyplex guys that are coming up that are... He's going to be... He's going to be fast. Anyway, keep going. I uh, I took fourth. Cool. He uh, he he passed me in the pits, so oh. I, was, I I really didn't even I didn't even know he passed me. I thought I was in third for the longest time. Gotcha. Do you have the new T four? So not yet. Okay. Yeah, I got to order mine. I've here been soon. I've been debating on buying a T four or a B four. Well, here's the deal, sell, too. I have, to, I have to sell either one of them first, and then I'll buy a new one. How much are you going to be racing this summer, too, though? I don't know. That's the thing. I, my dad ended up selling his trailer, so oh. I mean, he's not doing any real, like, real big racing until at least July. Gotcha. So you might be racing, till, racing RC until at least July. Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see what uh, – because he has an open trailer, too. Gotcha. That uh, that's been sitting all back for a little while, so we'll see if uh, we got to build some ramp overs for it. And Replace all the warped wood, it, but... and yeah. Replace the warp. Well, it's a it's a steel. Okay. It's a steel steel deck trailer, diamond plate. Yep. Oh, I got you. I got you. All right. Um. So, yeah. All right. So, how was the track? I meant to ask you. Track was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome all weekend. I'm jealous of those hobbyplex guys. Part of me wants to be like Chris Morant and just drive six hours with no sleep to go race there. <laughs> well, let me tell you, driving with no sleep is not any fun. I uh, when I went down to Missouri to go race with my dad, yeah, uh, I worked until eight o'clock and twelve thirty hit the road, and I was up at ten thirty that morning. Twelve mm-hmm. thirty at night came around, hit the road, didn't get there until. 10.30 at night gotcha. in the morning. Yeah. So. And then we went out and did whatever, and I didn't go to bed until 12.30 that night. Oof. Yeah. It was rough. Yep. Um, yeah, that sucks, man. How'd you do in uh, e-buggy? So, did you run e-buggy? E-buggy? I did run e-buggy. I ended up CQing because my first run, the, uh, the the bullet connector pulled out on me again. Oh, I told you how to so fix I that. Able, uh, 
I did fix that. Yeah. I just put a whole bullet on it. Hold on one second. I have to pause this. Beth is down here to tell me about the dog. Hold on. All right, we're back. All right. Beth just explained the insane amount of money we're spending. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, those vet bills are not cheap. It's worth it, though. Well, the problem is it's an emergency vet. So. Oh, yeah. You want to hear about an emergency vet. Yeah. It, well, this is costing. You, yeah. yeah, this one's costing us. As of now, it's costing us two thousand dollars. And then, mm-hmm. like Beth said, if he has to go to Minneapolis in the morning, it's another twelve hundred. But he's a young dog, and I told you what the deal was with him. It's some weird, weird thing. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry about that. So e-buggy, your uh, bolt came two, up. Uh, yeah, e-buggy CQ didn't get make the first round. Second round, not so, not so well. I threw it away mm-hmm. immensely. So I had to play bump game. Yeah, I uh, tone went off into the first quarter. We went and I got torpedoed. Oh shit! Sent sent to the back. So I had to hustle to work my way through the field. And then I kept on getting torpedoed every now and again, and it just kept on setting me further and further back. And finally, I got into some clean air and put in some solid laps to catch uh, Xander Johnson and one other guy. They were battling for uh, the bump spot. Well, not the bump spot, but one and two they were battling for first. Yep. And they uh, they got together on the on the back wall. Yep. In in between these two jumps. And it took a little bit for the marshal to get to him, so I was able to catch back up to him and squeeze by as they were going, you know, as we were all going over that jump. Yeah. So I ended up taking the taking the win in the C main, and then I had to bump through the uh, B main, and I threw that one away again, so I wasn't able to bump out of the B. Well, the B mains at Techno Series are kind of like an A2 situation. They are. They're They're very fast. Yeah. Very fast guys. Yeah. So, uh, it's, man, we're going to see next year. So this summer is going to be a very busy summer for me and Joey because mm-hmm. we're doing the MNRC. We're going to do Thunder Road at least once a month. We're going to do FTR once a month. And then the weekend we have open we're either going to go to like cheese city extreme or if tony bacon does his deal we're going to go down there but we're going to keep i kind of want to keep i want to kind of keep him running nitro through the winter but i'm debating i'm debating between cheese city extreme or the techno series i think the techno series is just a little bit too Big for Joe 3, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Cheese City's pretty big too, but not as big there. It's what the Techno Series was before Jared Tebow started racing there. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, yeah, that's cool. You got made it down there, though. Yeah, I went down there with Alan, so we had, we had a pretty fun time. Yeah. How much money did you spend in the hobby shop? Oh my god, it was too much. 
And you sit there nickel and dime yourself to death. You're like, ooh, I need a new two millimeter. And then you go up, ooh, this can of paint. They don't have it in any hobby shops around us. And it's like tires. And <laughs> Well, what had happened with how, with how cold it was down there, I ended up breaking three chuck wheels. Ooh, I've done that. So I had to go up to the hobby shop, and I had to buy a bottle of glue. I had to buy a set of uh, truck wheels. Yep. And then I needed tire bands, and then I needed a bottle of sauce mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know, entries. And then, oh, man, dude, it was insane. And then I dropped my 2.5 speed bit on yep. my drill. Yep. So I had to go out and buy another one of those. And, <laughs> oh, it was just too much money. Yeah. It's dangerous when you have that stuff actually at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just spent 22 bucks on a good 4-millimeter wrench for my 5T. Let's, uh, I'm going to spend another 22 bucks on a 5-millimeter for it, too. Good wrenches are important. Um, oh, yeah. Fucking shit's too, ex- shit's, shit's too expensive. It is, but if you take care yeah, of it, quick. Yeah. Let's go to uh, the toy box. So yesterday was just, uh, it was a trophy race. They had 60-some entries. I don't know why they did this, but um, there were some peak guys who didn't show up for the main. They left early. So they really had like 60, 62 entries or something like that, but it says 58. I'll tell you this much. I've noticed this. The toy box is the one track that I leave, no matter how I do, I don't, I leave happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, it's, and, you know, everybody should find that track where they leave, they leave happy, whether it be, Thunder Road or the 510 or MMR, you know, or Dollar Hobbies, wherever. Everybody should have that track to where when they leave, they're a happy camper. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, pulling up results here. Go with Stadium Truck. Stadium Truck was the biggest class, dude. I think it was, anyways. There were 13 of them. And I want to say there were 12 or 13 two-wheel buggies. It's freaking nuts. I mean, it's like, it's back. What the crap? Mm -hmm. Is that qualifying? Huh. I'm looking at race results. Go to final results. Oh, it doesn't have it. I hate it when it... Uh, I'm not going to complain about a free service. I'm not going to complain about a free service. Uh, <laughs> stadium truck, John Shore won that. Nate Soderland took second, and Jordan Shepard took third. They got those trucks so dialed that they're doing the same general lap times as a two-wheel drive buggy. That's freaking crazy on AstroTurf because they were they've always been a tick off compared to the two wheel buggies, but now they've gotten them quick. 
next year, depending, I might get one again. It has to be, it has to, Team Associated has to come out with the updated truck with the new shocks and the, you know how they change the chassis layout with the B6.4? Mm-hmm. They would have to do that for me to buy it. Uh, stock buggy, I ate shit in that one. Ended up seventh myself, but I put the car in the main, which I rarely do with two-wheel drive. Uh, John Shore won that one. Torah took second, and Matthew Michelson took third. Well, that's cool. I never noticed that. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking at consistency. John Shore won it with 98.16. I took seventh with (laughs) 89.77. And that that group of guys, you cannot make a mistake at all. I mean, it's a solid group of guys. Uh, Let's look at four-wheel buggy, and then we'll go to the 510 for stock lures. Uh, Ethan Michelson won that one. Um, Chris Maluli took second and Jordan Shepard took third. I ended up fourth. I was catching him up, catching up. And on the last lap, I crashed and didn't make the loop. It's like, damn it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it happens though. Dude, I'm, I'm having a blast there. They have a couple more races, but I don't think I'll be able to hit them because the way my work schedule's been working that I've been either able to hit Thunder Road for their races or the Toy Box for their races, and then I've had to work the Saturdays between. Mm-hmm. So, did you go to um, Stock Wars at all? I did not. Okay. I actually had to work yesterday, so. God, what the Saturday shit. If there were ever a strike... It should be for not working Saturdays. Fucking Saturdays. I agree. Uh, let's see. It just feels it just feels weird working a Saturday. It's not right. It's really not. And then you feel like crap on Sunday, and then Monday you're only at seventy five percent. Doesn't look like you got a ton of entries in for this one, but it was a nice day on Saturday too. Uh, John Carlson won that one followed by Chris Martin and Evan Tapp. Let's go to 13.5 Wheeler. Evan Tapp, followed by John Carlson and Riley Myers. Stadium truck, Evan Tapp wins that one, followed by Keith Schroeder and Chris Martin. What else should we look at? Should we look at Spec Buggy? Uh, Sure, why not? Mason Burke wins that one, followed by Dale Reek and Eric Rasmussen. They got to figure that out, the whole, because spec buggy was bigger than stock two-wheel drive buggy. Has that been like that all year? Here and there, yeah. 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 I mean, it's good that he's getting entries, but this, uh, I mean, Whatever your premier classes are, you should be getting the most entries in, I think. But I don't know. You can't force people. <laughs> True. Um, 
Yeah, so let me hit notes here. Before we get into notes, um, just a reminder, if you want a Ran Out of Talent t-shirt or a mug, go to pwrmerch.com. Search for Ran Out of Talent. Get your standard Ran Out of Talent shirt. Get uh, Corey's design of the Ran Out of Talent logo or the If You Ain't Got Balls, You Ain't Going Fast shirt. Um, yeah. So, a couple things have happened since we've talked last. I don't know how else to say this. I think the world's is going to be a disaster. Explain. Well, there's no sauce allowed. Okay. I don't know what they're going to do to the track, but no sauce allowed and AKA slicks. Dude. I did. I did see that. Come on. I, the problem is these Ifmar guys. Well, I, I can't even say that. So Jeff Parker, who was fired from Roar with a vote of no confidence, which is insane, I believe I've heard he's the interim president of IFMAR. One sanction to another. I think he's been concurrently... He was... And then... Jeff Parker still has a lot of Roar's stuff, a lot of their race race equipment, like um, decoders and PA speakers and all that. It was crazy. I l- was listening to the No Name RC podcast, and Clayton Young was on there and talking, and, you know, he's been very proactive with Roar and straightening it up and making little changes at a time, but important changes, getting rules straightened out, updating archaic rules, shit like that. Just little stuff that needed to be done. And then all of a sudden he's like, we're missing stuff. And then all of a sudden they have $21,000 in the bank, but they're $40,000, oh, $40,000 in bills. So Clayton's been trying to get Roar back from being um, under, Roar's underwater. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I believe that is a big chunk of Jeff Parker. But anyways, besides that long, long rant, it's you should have somebody that races that knows what the hell they are doing making these decisions. I don't know who thought that'd be, be a big factor. Slicks with no sauce. You know, they got, um, what's his face? They got him from OCRC. He was a dude, Jake Thayer, I think. They got him as, um, as a dude, as the, you know, race director. He were, he's basically Alex Sturgeon for, um, Arizona. You know what I mean? And he does a great job with the track, but I'm just sitting there in my head 
even if you prep the living hell out of the track, how are you going to make slicks work with no sauce? I really don't know how. I really don't know how either. And you don't even pick the best slick. You could have picked um, Silver Smoothie Twos or the Proline Slick. What is that? The Bald Eagle. Do you think? Do you think they'll even have the AKA Slick ready? I mean, they can't even get A scale tires for their team drivers. Do you think they can have enough slicks for the worlds? They're, That's pretty much the reason why slicks are out of stock. But they've been out of stock for three years, Joey. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> it would be one thing if they were just out of stock, but they haven't been able to keep a stock. And you'd think it would get better. I mean, I, I hate that Horizon owns them now, but you think it would be better with the purchase of Horizon. I look through A-Main, and I look through all this crap, and all the... Good AKA stuff is always out of stock. And now you're going to have, I don't know how many entries are allowed in the world. For the worlds, I mean. But let's say it's 200. You're going to need 200 times two classes times 10. So you're going to need 4,000 sets of tires. Because every driver is going to get 10 sets per car. And they better freaking... Isn't that just insane? They better utilize. I was going to talk about... I forgot to pull it up. There was a NCTS race kickoff in the season in Michigan. A lot of Minnesota guys went like uh, Austin Jacobson, Dennis Capco, um, Brian Bowman, Braden Nelson. A bunch of those guys went... I'll tell you this much. I just finished burning up tires from the NCTS that were, because at the NCTS, you're not allowed sauce. And I follow that rule. There are some assholes who do parking lot shit, but we're not going to bring that up now. <laughs> Those tires are really only tip-top magoo for two runs. Really. With no sauce. But then you can go back, you know, and club race with them for all winter long. But you need, like, a whole bunch of sets for each car. Or otherwise, I hate, well, I hate the liquid wrench saucing and the diesel and the burning shit in the tires. I hate it so much. But it's necessary. Just like SXT is necessary on carpet and they're living by these archaic rules if mar i mean how many american do they even know what clay racing is in if mar america is the only one of i mean they might they do it at the huddy arena also but there's not many clay racing over in in um europe or asia there's not much at all there's a little bit but it's prominently American, just like Truggy, just like Stadium Truck, so on and so forth. Because over there, it's all two-wheel and four-wheel, like, outdoor hard-packed, isn't it? Well, like, oh, it's all, like, outdoor astro. 
for 10 scale. It's all indoor EOS carpet or outdoor Astro. Hmm. Yeah. Like um, Robin Hood. That's an awesome track. I want to go there one day. So does Greening. We're going to have to like do a bromance trip over to Robin Hood or something. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be so cute? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, though, if it's not a world's class, they don't bother with it. and But they also don't bother with um, clay over, like in Europe, there, there aren't a ton of permanent tracks because there's no space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the club that put on MXGP, which was cool as hell. I loved that race, and I loved watching that race. They raced in a mall. Did you see any of that? I did. But the club that put on that race is actually very similar to LSRCC, and I want to say they race at, I heard it over and over, they race at like a college, and it's a put it up in an hour, put down a quick layout, and then tear it down at the end of the night. It's one of those things, just like LSRCC. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but yeah, those guys don't race on clay. Like, I mean, personally, I think Michael Orlovsky's the number three driver in the world, but I don't know if he's even going to make the finals at any of these worlds because he just doesn't have the experience at, let's say... Spencer Rivkin or Brock Champlin or Dakota Fend or name whoever. I think this is going to be Ryan Cavalieri's last final he's ever going to make in the world for worlds. Just for the simple fact that, I don't know, he's, God, I hope he figures out these Schumacher cars. It's been kind of, it's been kind of rough. He's been looking good with the A scale. I want to say he made it into the A main somehow at DNC. I think he bumped. Uh, did he make it straight or did he bump? I don't remember. I but, thought he made it straight, like the top five or something like that. Yeah, him and that Schum- the Schumacher cars aren't getting along. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have the same connection that Brock Champlin has with his cars, but Brock also has a lot more time. So. Um, let's see here. I got Angaro is running with Gimar for the 1A scale uh, GT Worlds. I don't know. They're probably just paying his way in like, here you go, because it's A scale on road. It doesn't seem like his thing, but when I ran A scale on road, it was a GP class, but it was, Everything in the car was, like, Italian or German. So, it's big in Italy. We'll see if he can pull pull another Worlds out of his... Just, like, the kid can drive. I bet he could win it. So... I mean... Go ahead. He's fast. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I've been hearing some funky shit. Have you heard somebody was intentionally charging their batteries at 4.7 volts per cell? 
you say that now I think I have. And it was from a veteran. I never got a name. Somebody, somebody knows better not to tell me names. But that's so insane. So I've charged and like down at Island Speedway when you run expert stock, they allow you to charge your voltage to live E. And I don't like it. It makes it, it is more power. But that's 4.34 per cell. That's not even close to 4.7. I don't know what you would even have to do. You would have to get into the calibration settings in the eye charger because it will only let you go to 434. You would have to get into the calibration. Anyway, um, it has this weird boosty feel until you get to that like 420, 422 voltage. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't feel good. But yeah, man, don't be a dick. Charge your batteries to the track's voltage. Um, I told you about uh, Clayton Young on uh, No Name. That was awesome. Check it out. Um, Jared Tebow is retiring from professional RC car racing after 2023. Dude has been at it for a while. Yeah. Well, he was out of it like two or three years ago, really. He was ready to quit then. He got his real estate license. God, I want to say, I want to say in between Kyosho and Techno, he got his real estate license. Did you hear this? Yeah. Yeah. He was like out. And then Techno was like, hey, you want to ride? He's like, all right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess. Let's do it. Yeah. Did you hear how he heard he was getting fired from Techno? And by Uh, the way, he was. Huh? They just straight up told him, like, hey. You know, you're off a team. We're, we're, we're kicking you from Mayfield. Well, no, kind of, but no. What happened was Ryan Mayfield called him. And he goes, dude, guess what? We're going to be teammates. He's like, teammates? Yeah, techno. And then Jared goes, shit, there goes my job. He probably didn't say shit, but he's like, there's my job. So That's cool. Yeah, well, that's the world of professional RC kart racing. I've said it on here time and time again by I'm going to give myself a five-year buffer by 2030 to 2035 paid drivers in professional RC car racing will no longer be a thing. It's common. Well, I mean, there are a lot of people who let's say around here run techno because of Seth, but that's because Sean is an immense help. And so is Seth. If they weren't such a big help, you know, they wouldn't have near the impact in the local area. Not a lot of people run product A, B, and C because pro A, B, and C are running it. Mm -hmm. So... But yeah, I I think Jared Tebow, I I think he's that JTP's taken off enough to where he can finally, you know, 
take a breather. He's building cars for people too, which has to be because have you been watching his Facebook page? Just a little modifications he's been making to the Mayako, and he mm-hmm. he hasn't had that car for very long. He hasn't, and he's finding stuff. He's making it fast. It's cool. I bet you. Mm, I don't want to talk shit on his retirement, but everybody else has already said it, so I'm going to say it. I bet you he gets really, really, really fast with this car by the end of 2023 and goes, all right, one more year. <laughs> that's that's kind of the way it goes sometimes. You don't want to give it up quite yet. Yeah, because uh, and again, DNC... He bumped from the B, but he was in the battle for the lead until he lost his rear brake. So, he still has it. Um, ooh, former guest of the show, Ben Salvacool. He's got a new woodworking business. Um, it's pretty cool stuff. Find his... Uh, Find the business page on Facebook. It's called A Bit of BS. Uh, He's got an Etsy shop. It's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash a bit of BS. I love the name. Dude, I was. Have you looked at those bulls? It's pretty cool, man. They are insanely cool. Yeah, and it's not ridiculous price. He's got one really expensive uh, bull on there because it's black walnut. But other than that, it, everything's between like sixty-five and forty bucks here, and you know, there's very affordable things on there, and the, there are very expensive things. But like, oh, I didn't see this one. This is actually cool. He's got this. Um, let me look at that. Sorry, I'm looking at this now. <laughs> so, anyways, it's called the Large Live Edge Spalted Maple Bowl. And it's got some blue in there. I wonder if that's, um, God, what do you call it? Not epoxy. What do you call it? Oh, I'm going to have to have Ben on and explain it. But it looks cool as hell. Is it kind of like that wood stain? No. Uh, I know what it is, and it's really expensive stuff. I just can't think of the name of it. Anyways, yeah, so go check out uh, Ben's Facebook page. Um, P&B's next week. Who do you got winning? How, do you think, how many pros do you think are going to go to P&B? Because P&B used to be that two to three pros win. And then whatever. But now it's become a bigger race. But last year, wasn't that the one that got a 1,000 entries and they had to cut the schedule drastically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, it's indoor, I believe. Yeah, it's indoors. So it, won't always, be- it always has been. Yeah, it always has been. So there w- will be no weather issues. So... I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of wondering who's going. Because a lot of people were at some 
race this week. There were like three or four races this week where everybody was just spread out somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have something good to talk about. I believe Live RC is covering that one too. Did you see their new trailer that they got? Yeah, that's rad. You know, it's like Brandon. Okay, like Live RC when he started the web page and when he started the live coverage and all that stuff, it's like he does that and then it's like, all right, then he lets it sit for like five, six, seven years until people start complaining. He's like, oh, you really think that sucks? Well, here's the top of the line shit in a new trailer. And then he creates live time, the best scoring system out there. He's a freaking genius. And he's got, he I, I forget who he developed Lifetime with, but, you know, dude, that by far is the best, uh, the best scoring program I've ever used. You should be happy that you've never had to use RC Scoring Pro or, God forbid, JLAP. Hmm. J, JLAP was the worst, most unfriendly pile of garbage in the world. Like, RC Scoring Pro was still kind of friendly, and I think some people still use it. Like, I was going to bring up Tease, but I don't think Tease has Live RC. No? I don't think so. Because they had a big, big race this weekend. Um, I know, Did they have a race this weekend? Yeah. I didn't even notice they did. It was a big, like, national event. But no shot, eh? Yeah, there were a bunch of people there. I was seeing dudes from all over the re- region, and let's see here. Yep, none for tees. Well, I mean, used RC Scoring Pro, you don't exist. Sorry. I mean, I'd love to cover true. people, but you're using an archaic system, and you're making life hard on yourself and miserable for others. What are you doing? Because your buddy runs it? Fuck that. Do what's best. Anyway, um, this will bring us right into questions because Danny Williams, I made a note of this, but Danny Williams goes, uh, let me find it. He goes, can we pour one out for the collapse of the Motodome? Maybe hit some memories from that building. Snow took out the Motodome. So, no freaking way. Yeah. Well, we can finally stop asking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a ton of snow. And it, it, man, even if you build it to be a permanent structure, if it's like a cloth, vinyl, canvas, outside shell, it's not going to last. It was around for 20 years. And we raced on it quite a lot. I want to say we started racing on that in 07 or 08. I can't remember exactly. But it was always a blast. Um, I remember having some of the best grip there to where you're putting on bar tires. And I remember, like, the year they had to build it with no water and having some of the worst grip there. 
because we used to have the season opener in April. Well, you know April in Minnesota, it's hit or miss. So when they went to build the track, the water was frozen. So, yeah, they did the best. I wish they... there was still some. Huh? I wish there was still something like that around here. They used to race. I never went to this one. Was it Red Horse Barn? There was a barn. There's a barn near Cedar Lake or something like that that they used to race at. And then. I guess it was cool, and right about the time when I had r- money to do a little more nitro throughout the year rather than the couple of MNRC races, the daughter of the building took over, I believe, and she wanted an exorbitant amount. Like, she went like five times higher than what they're paying. It's like, fuck you, lady. So. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyways, uh, hold on, sorry. Oh, man. Ho, ho, ho. I, I got hit on that later. Uh, not on here, but I just got a funny message. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, man. There are people. I see these buildings all the time, and it's like, God, you could put a sweet racetrack in there. Um, there's a horse barn on the fairgrounds at, at uh, Duluth. We've raced in there before. If you actually took the time and didn't like rush build a track, but brought in dirt and built, because that would be a great building. It gets smoky, but it's still big enough. Anyways, um, what else do we got here? Oh, the Dakota Nitro Series. I believe that's going between Jamestown and um, the Slideways Club in South Dakota. Um, They go, driver payouts, good or bad? Does this make for dirty racing? Um, You would need real race referees or race officials that and very very hardline rules if you wanted payouts to work because somebody somebody actually asked me this question before they go how much how much money would have to be on the line for you to take somebody out for the win i said it's not about the money <laughs> so eh, i no i wouldn't take any i I try to race clean as possible. And there's been situations to where like after the loop, it's like, dude, I want to give that spot back situation and I make them change it in the computer. But you would need officials to curb the rough driving. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then that makes everything way more expensive you could maybe do it for one race, but yeah, it's hard. It, there should be money though. That's the thing. I mean, how bad would that suck to win, uh, win like a late model feature and all you get is a shitty hunk of plastic and a pat on the back. Fuck. 
back. <laughs> yeah. No one would race uh, late model anymore. We're throwing $100,000 vehicles out of the track and you're not going to pay us for anything? I mean, come on. Yeah. But, you know, you look at it. I probably would Look at it scale-wise, like with A-scale, you're putting a $2,000 vehicle on the track. With fifth-scale, you're putting a $4,000 vehicle on the track. 5000 actually. Sorry, $5,000 vehicle on the track. Good God. Yeah. We're putting in the same amount of money, and but it's just the another big difference, though, is... Um, uh, full-size cars, they pull a lot of money out of concessions and gate fees from spectators. True. RC pulls zero. I mean, if you told somebody you got to pay $5 to watch RC car racing, they'd laugh in your face and give you the finger. So Pretty much. Yep. Um, Dakota Nitro Series is also wondering how many wins before a driver should not run the novice class. That's an interesting question. So with Joe 3, I kept him in sportsman for way too long because it was his point series. But at the end of last year, like from January on, I should have bumped him up. But he was winning the point series. He's like, I want to win the point series. I want to say three wins and don't keep points for novice to get rid of that mindset. That might be a little short-sighted too, though. I don't know. It's such a hard question. Do you say three wins and... Say sorry about your luck for the point series. Better luck next year because, I mean, that would almost be more proper, won't you think? Well, it kind of all depends, too. I mean, it, it if, if you see said person progressing, like let's say at the start of the season they're yeah. bouncing off of pipes, and, you know, can't keep the car straight until, let's say, a few months in, and they're actually starting to run pretty consistent, yeah. starting to get better, learning lines, learn how to drive a car. And then it comes to, let's say, two months later, and they're clicking off times as fast as the slowest guy in an A-main class. Right, right. That's, that's, that's when they should think about moving into a different class. Now, yeah. if, let's say they're running point series and they're only running the sportsman class. Yep. Okay, well, that's I kind of get that. So I, I would let them run the entire season, but come next point series or next season, they have to run a different class. They cannot run sportsmen. In retro, I don't necessarily think it's about winning yeah. or how many wins the person has. It's more or less the progression in consistency that they're getting. Yeah, by the end of last year, Joe 3 was uh, winning sportsman class by two laps. There you go, perfect example. Yeah, but he should have been. I should have moved him up and said, "Sorry, buddy, it's not a trophy you're gonna get." But, but like you said, he was running for points. He so. was. I don't know, man. It's it's one of those weird things. 
it's one of those weird things. Because a lot of the times, and I hate this so much, I hate this so much, that they took the age limit off of um, Plex spec at um, the Hobby Plex. The majority of sportsmen are little kids. The majority. Every once in a while you get an adult, hmm, you know, but you, little kids, they're not fragile in a way, but they don't quite understand that, hey, you can't race this class anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it is hard. I would say, mm, yeah, if they're not racing for a point series and they're winning by a lot, just bump them up. But if they're running the point series, you almost have to let them finish. So. Totally agree. Uh, that's a good question, though, because it's so nuanced. You know, what if um, the kids got, like, three wins, but there's, like, four of them battling every week? That's also, that also happens. It does. Maybe all four of them should bump up then. Uh, Cam is wondering, with indoor season winding down, is there any sign of outdoors before June? He goes sort of joking. Some of these freaking snowbanks you plow guys have been making, hell no. I mean. Unless you're like, I mean, what does Southern look like? Do go down there? Because every time I've come up from let's say Omaha or Missouri, I don't start seeing snow until Bloomington. I haven't been down there since December, so I couldn't tell you. Um, you know, I mean, there's like no snow in the southern half of Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, with the numbers doing well for racing at Dollar, could you see a summer racing ever coming into play? <sighs> That's a tough one maybe maybe not you'd have to find somebody to run it i am not that guy because my summers are absolutely booked packed solid you know what i mean um mm -hmm. what classes are we running this summer what are you running joey uh if i race i'll be running truggy and excuse me e-buggy yeah, I'll be running um, Truggy and 40-plus, and I'll be running Fist Scale. I wish I could only run Fist Scale. A Scale is just meh. It, it's so hard to explain that I to people. I, I have to spend a lot of money with... Well, I shouldn't say a lot. i got to spend a few bucks with... I got. I'm, I'm looking at a parts list right now. Putting a parts list into a spreadsheet as we're sitting here talking. Yeah. And it's like the amount of stuff that I have on here. I didn't actually realize how much is on here, but like, I need a new ESC, a new motor. I need parts for my truggy. I need, you know, I just got a big box of parts from Kyle, so I'm pretty set on parts on my e-buggy for a little while. Yep. But like, you know, tuning aspects. I need, you know, maybe some more sway bars, springs. Shock oils, diff oils, you know. Yeah, it all adds up. And then pretty soon you're looking very, at very $400. And it's just absolutely insane. Yeah. 
Uh, this one's for me. He goes, since I've been racing only carpet and Astro all winter, are you looking forward to dirt all summer, or does it become more of a chore keeping the cars clean rebuilds? I'm looking forward. I, I really do enjoy outdoor dirt. I really do like it. Uh, you don't die from fumes. It's... It, evens the playing field a little bit um and it's just nice to be outside it really is that you may sit there and catch a tan and sweat your ass off and... oh dude i i'm freaking bronze right now i've been um yeah that's right you did just come back from vegas no i ain't get bronze there it was 60 degrees and cloudy i had a couple um couple of uh patches of psoriasis and if you've ever read the uh side effects to psoriasis medication it's insane it's so bad for you so i just hit the tanning booth and that dries it out and makes it go away so i'm bronze that way <laughs> and i uh just to be funny, I put like um, there's these stickers you can put on yourself on my hip mm -hmm. just for Beth. I put some cherries on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what else do we got? Holy crap! Um, uh, oh, we got one more from Pat Boyd. He goes, thoughts on the first round of the NCTS at RC1 in Michigan. Did you watch any of it? No, I've, uh, well, with me working yesterday and then went out with friends and shit afterwards, I have really, I didn't watch any of it. Yep. So, the track was very interesting. The layout was okay but i'll tell you what these guys need to all these guys need to hire dave larue or you know brian bowman's built some really solid jumps they need to hire dave larue or brian bowman to build their jumps those jumps look like a chore and i've talked to people that went there and they were worse than a chore um, other than that, it looked good. <laughs> it's funny. So last year in Vegas, uh, for the first round of the NCTS, they made these jumps out of aluminum and they put a big fat weld bead like down the center of it. The cars are only 14 millimeters off the ground and they pank. If you've ever looked at like photography, when you hit a jump, before your car takes off, it pancakes. So they're pancaking on an aluminum weld and is just sending the cars all over the place. Guys, I'm going to say this. Learn to build jumps. It makes all the difference in the world. Uh, predictions for PNB next weekend? I don't know. Who do you got? I think... I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's going to be 
Tebow. It's going to be Brandon Rose. And is Van Dalen going? Yes. And it's going to be Van Dalen. Van Dalen always does very well at PNB. What do you think? I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking Mayfield will put on a good showing with those techno cars. Yeah, he's he is um, gelling with those cars. Yes, it, he's making them work very well for his driving style. Yeah. But if he goes, see, that's the thing. I don't know if he's going or not, Mayfield. Um, I think it's one of those races in the in their con- their contract now that they have. It to is play. now, yeah. Cause I, I think so. Like I said, for the longest time, PNB was that event that that you know three pros win, and then it was just a bunch of normies like you and I. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Um, I really think Brandon Rose does something with that S works. I do. He's going to be a the, the the top five for that is going to be very well competitive. I know Van Dalen's going to be in it. Yeah. I think Mayfield will be in it. B Rose, Tebow, and um, who was I just thinking of? Fend. Oh yeah, Fend is going to that one, which I'm not sure. He was just racing carpet this weekend. But he does that all the time. He goes from like carpet 10 scale to A scale. I mean, that's talent. I have a tr- I have problems going between two and four wheel drive. <laughs> um, yeah. And he's also wondering who's the next driver to retire following Jared Tebow. Hmm. I'm going to say. I got two answers, and it's going to happen in the same year. It's going to be Ryan Lutz and Robert Battier. What do you think? Lutz, I do believe, will retire very, very, very soon. Uh, I think Cavalieri might be retiring soon as well. Good point, good point, because he doesn't look the same. I, you know, he doesn't look bad with that WRC car, but it still kills me. And it was probably way more money, but it still kills me that he um, dropped S Works and Raw Speed for TL the TLR gig. Uh, he was doing so well with those S Works cars. He's doing pretty well with these WRC cars. Um, him and the raw speed rubber in A scale work very well because he's back with raw speed. I am pretty impressed what he does with that. I don't know though. Yeah, you're right, Cav. Because Schumacher, I don't, I don't. Do you think he makes a year with Schumacher? Cav? Yeah. It'd be a thief. Yeah, he's got to figure that out because from what I've been hearing on podcasts, it's like they've been trying to help him and it's just not clicking anywhere. So, anyway, we've been going for a little over an hour now. Um, 
yeah, we, I want to, I'm going to have a couple of interview shows lined up where I'm going to keep dropping them on the RSS feed, but they might become a Patreon only type situation. What do you think is a good price for a Patreon? $5 a month, $3 a month. If it's just audio. If it's just audio, yeah. I'd say if we're going video. Well, we I'm five dollars. I I don't know if you're gonna be able to get a camera set up, but I'm going video, and what I'm gonna do is so I'm gonna we're gonna start recording off a of Streamyard instead of Skype. Mm-hmm. And what we're gonna do is um, I'll have my video going, and if you don't have video going, I'll just stick a goofy ass picture of you up in the corner or something. <laughs> So, anyway, yeah, we're expanding this bitch. So, do you have anything else? Joey? No, well, is my, yeah, there you are. Do you have anything else? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't. All right, well. Let's see here. Yeah, I don't have anything else either. Just bummed about my dog and bummed about the Motodome. So, yeah, man, I'm Joe Zer Jr. With me has been Joey Fitzsimmons, and we've ran out of talent. Later, guys. <laughs>